Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Appreciate you joining us as always. Uh, Hey, I wanted to show you this. I, I don't have a coffee mug, but look at this. Ready? I've got a Chick-fil-A. Small. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's a small cup. Who gets the small at Chick-fil-A? Well, first of all, if you dine in, you always get small because it's free refills. That's just good stewardship. Secondly, whenever I order Chick-fil-A drive through I always tell them no ice in my extra large diet lemonade because I get my own ice in a separate cup. That way I get more diet lemonade. Just a little secret there. Just trying to help you. Uh, but that's, that was my, my lunch. I'm recording a little bit late today. So anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're in Revelation chapter 20 today if you want to find your spot. Revelation chapter 20 is remembering that there were no chapter divisions when when the Bible was written. And so chapters 19 and 20 form a chronological uh, progression. And you see that through words like, and I saw, or then I saw, or next. So you're, you're seeing a chronological progression in these chapters. And we've already talked about uh, the second coming of Christ in chapter 19, beginning at verse 11. So we, we're talking about the, the second advent of Jesus when he comes to this earth. We've talked a bit about the battle of Armageddon, uh, Christ coming back to Jerusalem, setting his feet upon the Mount of Olives, the earthquake, the entrance, the beginning of what we call the millennial reign of Christ. So millennial refers to a thousand. So the thousand year reign of the Lord Jesus. Now, when you say the word millennium in Christian circles, there are several different schools of thought about what what you know what is our thought about the millennium. Some would just say, well, the thousand years that the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 20 is just figurative. It it it's not a literal 1000 years. I mean, after all, the book of Revelation is very figurative, it uses a lot of symbolic language. Therefore, a thousand years is no doubt symbolic as well. But uh, there, there's a problem with that. First of all, uh, the word year is never used symbolically in the Bible, in the book of Revelation. Uh, secondly, uh, the numbers in the book of Revelation are uh, are, are very specific. Remember the 1,260 days uh, of the second half of the tribulation. And so uh, just to in turn say that, well, because it's a 1,000, it can't be literal, really the onus is on them to show that it's not because the progression of chapters 19 and 20, the word choice that's used, uh, the... The, the hermeneutic principle is, if the literal sense makes sense, then seek no other sense. Uh, and part of the problem with the understanding of the millennium is an early church father by the name of, uh, of Augustine, in his famous book, The City of God, 
uh, talked about the millennium as being a 1,000-year period toward the end of human history. So rem- remember, you know, they didn't have the benefit of knowing how long this church age would be. So they just assumed, well, a thousand years after Christ, and then uh, then we'll usher in uh, eternity. And, and obviously, we know that didn't happen. And so th- they would be people that we call ah millennialists. You know, th- there's really not any specific one thousand year reign of Christ. Uh, but but things are going to get better and better and better, and then we're going to usher in the eternal state. Or there would be others that would be what we call post-millennial. And what they would say is that there's going to be a thousand year uh, of, of, of peace and a thousand years of the triumph of Christ through his church, and then we'll be ushered in the, the eternity. And again, that doesn't stand to reason either, because um, if you just look around you, look out the window, look on the news, you're going to find out that things are not getting better and better. Uh, Things are getting worse and worse. And so uh, the literal interpretation of Revelation chapter 20, that the battle of Armageddon and the binding of the Antichrist and the false prophet, the casting of them into the lake of fire, and then the subsequent capture of Satan, a literal person, Satan, a literal entity, not just a spirit that exists, but a a personage that occupies a body, that Satan will be captured, he will be bound, he will be sealed in the bottomless pit. We are to take this literally, and that's my view Uh, as a Bible interpreter, and I hope that it's your view as well. So Revelation chapter 20, with that prelude in mind, look at verse number one, where the Bible says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Now remember, Satan has already been expelled from heaven. Remember the war in heaven between Satan and his forces? And Michael, the archangel, and his forces, and Satan has now been expelled from heaven. So now an angel comes down from heaven. Why? Because the arena of Satan's uh, warfare, the arena of Satan's battle has been the earth. And now his two main players, the Antichrist and the false prophet, have been defeated. And Christ has come. And now it's time for Satan himself Uh, the mover and shaker of that unholy trinity to be dealt with. So the Bible says the the angel came down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit, not to be confused now with the, this would be the abode of demons and the abode of of evil, the abyss, Not, not, not the lake of fire as we shall see. So having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So four ways by which the devil is known, uh, Satan, the devil, the serpent, the dragon. And what's interesting about that is that that shows us his work from the beginning, doesn't it? The serpent in the garden, all the way here to Satan in the end times, he's been behind evil uh, from day one. Look at verse number two again. 
and they bound him a thousand years. There's the reference to millennium. Verse number three, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him. Remember, a seal is that which assures the security of. So if you seal a letter, it secures the security of the the integrity of that letter. So a seal upon the bottomless pit means it's locked it's locked and sealed. So a, a, a seal upon him that he, should dece- that he should deceive the nations no more. So what is the primary activity of Satan before this? Obviously, that would include today, deception. The devil wants to deceive. Remember, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. What did he do to Eve? He deceived her. Uh, The woman uh, being deceived was in the transgression. So deception, then uh, rather the man not being deceived was in the transgression. The woman was deceived. Look at verse number three. And uh, he was that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So what what, what, what verses are these? Uh, first of all, they're, they're verses of great um, encouragement to know that Christ has won the victory. And the victory now, the inauguration of the 1,000-year millennial reign of Christ has begun. And that reign uh, for a 1,000 years will include uh, the opportunity to rule without the deceptive influence of Satan. So Satan will not have... Uh, any influence on planet Earth during the tribulation, not tribulation, but during the millennial reign of Christ, those thousand years. Now, that's not to say that there won't be unsaved people that will be alive and be ushered into the millennium or people that are born during the millennium. Certainly that will be the case. And there will be unsaved people. At the end of the millennium, when Satan is loosed for a season, many will follow him. Such is the deceptive nature of our own heart. Such is the influence of the world. Uh, But the enemy of Satan will have been put into the bottomless pit for this time. So at least in that regard, there is going to be the removal of that aspect of spiritual warfare, the devil himself. So this is important as a sign of the victory that Christ has at Armageddon and the way by which the millennial kingdom will be started and perpetuated for that 1,000 years when you and I and other saints rule and reign with the Lord all around the world. So uh, for that sense, it's important to know the victory of the supremacy of Christ and the the um, the temporary imprisonment of the devil. Uh, number two, I think it's important to understand just the work of Satan, that the work of Satan is a work of deception. That's why it is so important for us as New Testament believers to be saturated with the Word of God, that we be henceforth no more children, uh, Paul told the Ephesians, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, Uh, the cunning craftiness whereby these false teachers lie in wait to deceive. Uh, Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walketh about as a roaring lion. So being aware of, resisting the devil, he will flee from us. 
uh, understanding, not allowing Satan to beguile us as Paul instructed the church at Corinth. So what is a primary way by which the devil uh, does his work today? The work of deception. That's why the, the devil's greatest work is not in the, the black uh, Halloween-esque Satan worshiping. And most people can recognize that for what it is. But no, the work of the, the devil is the work of, of making things look good and making things look religious and just removing God, removing the Christ aspect from it. It looks so right. It's just a little bit. It's another gospel. It's a little bit of poison uh, that, uh, that affects the entire cup. And, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed as an angel of light. That's why we shouldn't be surprised when his, his angels are, are, are transformed as the angels of righteousness. Boy, the devil is the great counterfeiter. And the Bible says that the removal of Satan is in large part going to be a removal of the deception that characterizes his strategy. That's why Paul told the Corinthian believers, he said, hey, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We're not ignorant of how Satan works. I like the story there that Jesus told, the parable of the sower. And a sower went forth to sow. Some seed, the seed is the word of God. Some seed fell on the wayside. And this, the, the soil represents man's heart. The Bible tells us that. And so what was the job of the evil one, uh, the birds of the air? Their job was to come and to steal the seed of the word of God upon the heart of men. That's why it's important that we receive the Bible. We have an open heart to the word of God. We allow it to have, uh, to have root in our life. Why? Because the devil's main strategy is to somehow remove the word of God from the heart of man. And he does that through various ways. He makes this, he does that by causing us to doubt the word of God. Yea, hath God said. He does that by causing us to be separated from the word of God. No need to read it. No need to go to church. No need to, he's the deceiver. And he is, he's always about his business. But there's coming a day when this angel will be vested with the authority invested with the responsibility to arrest him, to bind him, to imprison him, to seal it up with the key, and then one day even to loose him after the 1,000-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ. So we're going to talk about this. It's all of chapter 20. We'll talk about this a little bit more uh, in the ensuing episodes. For now, I've got to let you go. Our time is up. But thank you for being so faithful uh, to listening and to participating. Hope to see you again next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.